Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. Matt Hammer, Jared Sundin here. Episode three of season 42. And Jared, nothing really happened tonight. So let's just talk about that Tyree Hill to Miami trade for a couple hours. What do you think? Four years, $120 million. You got Tua, you got Jalen Waddell. Man, that offense is loaded. Five draft picks, only one first. I mean... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm fired up after watching the end of that episode. That there's, there's some interesting decisions at, at play here. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead because all the, all the real fun talk will come at the end. So let's just try to push through, um, the, the first part of the episode before we really get into it. So we get back from tribal at Taku and we see that everyone's in pretty good spirits, especially when Marianne volunteers her extra vote <laughs> i know i know but that's when we should have known that the episode was going to get out of hand like i've kind of come around on mike telling jenny last week because that's his number one ally he c- kind of wants someone to work with if you need need a workaround i don't like it totally but i'm more okay with that this unprompted no reason to do it just says it's like we got four votes. Except when it's like you got five. No, you will never have five votes unless you never go to tribal again until the merge. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's like, when do you expect, like, uh, when do you expect all of you to use that extra vote together? Like, she told everyone. Yeah, it's it, not like she just told Jonathan and Omer or Jonathan and Lindsay or Omer and Lindsay. She or even just one of them. She told all of them. Yeah, that was uh that I mean it's a- it's peak Marianne. Like it's zero surprise at all that she did this, but I mean you've got you've got to be thinking just for half a second there. Yeah, like that's like playing something else that's not Survivor. I I don't know what she's playing, but to have it, she only needs one person at the next tribal if she kept that vote a secret. Well, it's called an advantage because it's something you have that nobody else has, but I guess it's not that anymore. Not in Modern Survivor. And then Marianne continues her hot start as they go on a group idol hunt. Classic. <laughs> as as one does in Survivor. She finds the beware advantage and I'm like angry at the phrase she was given after Mike gets one about soccer, which is a little ridiculous, but you can, you can work that in hers is it's just another classic case of the bunny rabbit having dinner in the mailbox. Yeah. Uh, like you've got to try to find a balance of how outrageous and absurd these phrases are make them like somewhat similar this one is is absurd have you ever heard that before no no one has i i mean i don't 
I don't think the phrases from Survivor 41 were like phrases that had been said before either, right? Like the, the goat on the, I guess yeah, I guess maybe I'm just I'm just thinking about how tame in comparison Mike's phrase is. Yeah, yeah. And then they went back to just the completely ridiculous things. Yeah, because I was I guess that didn't even occur to me that like none of these phrases are real things, but like even some of them are are more stupid than others. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. And then as she's reading it, she says she got bait and switch, which not really. It literally had the word beware on it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but it's Survivor. And, and, it says well, beware. Something bad's going to be a part of that. And it also says you have to do what's on here. So... I, that might be the opposite of bait and switch. I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's um. I obviously she's she's frustrated, but it it's a great reaction, and and I love to see it. But whatever. Um, an, another another tribe on the loose over at Vati. Da- Daniel loses his shoes. Yep. Yep. As, again, as one does on Survivor, just loses foreshadowing. Shoes. Foreshadowing. He so he wants to read Mike's idol. You know the the lawyer in him. This will be a theme later on, um, yeah. on some on some very poor lawyering. Um, he, he says he's wa- super not obvious about this. He wants to reread it to kind of check the fine print, and he didn't realize until now that he that the vote penalty would just end at the merge if Mike makes it there still with with without a vote, and then he just gets a full idol, and then so he actually dropped the idol, correct? Or was that a play? Because I feel like in a confession, he said that one was on me. Yeah, it seems like it was an accident. Yeah. So he drops the idol. So he gives it back to Mike. And Mike's like, the idol's not here. The paper's not here. What's going on? And Daniel's like, you didn't give it to me. <laughs> Smooth. And they go back. And they, they luckily do, do find both pieces. But that was... I mean, we thought Ika was the hot mess tribe. Maybe there's only going to be one like regular tribe. And Taku's, and Taku's I mean, just going to, by default, <laughs> run through the pre-merge. Yeah, if... Uh, I, I don't know. I was going to comment on like how Daniel approached Mike, too, about like... <laughs> where it, It's like, yeah, there are ways where you could be like, um, could I like... Could I see the could I see the note again for your idol? Like I, or just like something less, less obvious, like have it come up, but like all we get is Daniel just leaning over six inches away from Mike's face. And he's like, uh-huh. he's like, I need to see it. I need to see it again. Okay. All right. Uh, definitely nothing <laughs> weird happening here. He didn't have like uh, an evil, I guess, if you will, like intent behind it, did he? He wasn't trying to like screw Mike out of anything. He just honestly wanted to to reread the notes. He knew all the details. Yeah, he did. But like <laughs> that—that's the funny part is I don't think he had any ill intent, but he was so obvious about it <laughs> that it like came across that way. Yeah, um, not the best showing. No. And we'll see how that all shakes out after everything. The next episode, uh, nothing from Ika. Yeah, by the way, uh, oh, go ahead. 
underrated underrated moment um so like when he finds the idol right because it was just like he drops it on the ground and then he picks it up and then mike is like what about the note and he just reaches in his underwear and takes <laughs> it out and gives it to him and mike is like nothing even happened oh yeah, this is <laughs> i think at that point he was probably just so relieved to have the idol <laughs> that he either didn't care didn't even notice where that <laughs> where that paper came from <laughs> yeah uh nothing from ika maybe given the the mess tribe a, a break for a week we saw basically like nothing from them um all episode and we go straight to the immunity challenge and marianne decides to say her phrase pretty good effort actually given what it was when she said you know she tells jeff have you ever heard the story about you know the bunny rabbit in the in the mailbox and he and he says no, and and she you know she she makes something up and with her patented energy and it didn't seem like anybody thought anything of it. I think she's kind of proven that she's kind of out there, and so people just thought like eh whatever didn't really pay much attention. But Mike Mike clocked it. You know there there's there's one down, mm-hmm. one to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, if Jeff was being honest, he would say, I invented the story about the bunny rabbit in the mailbox. <laughs> it would have been great if he said, yes, I have. I love this story. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I guess use use your weirdness to your advantage if you can. I don't um, think she thought about that way. I think she just happens naturally. That's that's more possible now that I think <laughs> about it. But yeah. Um, Oh no, I forgot. Oh yeah, what what I did during that scene actually, full disclosure, um, and this is this is a trademark of mine is that when I know I'm witnessing or about to witness something extremely uncomfortable, I pause my TV and then I let 30 seconds go by and then I just hit the 30 second forward button. So I don't have to watch what's about to happen. And I did that at that moment because I, I was that uncomfortable when she started to just make up the story. Interesting. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, I, I'll take your word for it, but, uh, I, I also felt like I didn't want to, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything other than her just telling the outrageous story. So I went back and I accidentally caught a little bit of it. So not, you know, it, it didn't work. I didn't execute very well. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's not many more moments like that this season, but I'll let you know um, when those are along the way. Well, whichever episode gives us all three phrases being saying, being said, that's going to be pretty awkward. Pause that one for a couple minutes. Now I'm really curious what that third phrase is going to be. Considering I think the, I know what first... it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know if I saw it in a preview or what, but it was like potatoes have skin, I have skin, am I a potato? Oh, that sounds familiar now. Yeah. Oh, because because we yeah, that's I forgot. People were complaining about that rightfully so in the preseason because we know it it's a female, right? It's one of the one of the female players who um, says it. I don't remember that part. So in, unless it's, you know, you and I find it, find the idol together and like you read it out loud instead of me, that type of thing. But it does seem to give away that it is a, is a female and it's on the Ika, Ika tribe. Um, 
So Tori, maybe Tori or Drea. We'll go with Tori. Why not Drea? She says everything. Sure. <laughs> Why not give her one more? <laughs> uh, uh, let's go to rocks. Like rock Troy, rock Troy going to rocks. That would just be too much. Too much. Um, but before we get to the, the potential rocks, we got the immunity challenge. And this was this was no joke. We saw this teased in the preview from last episode for this episode that Probst was saying, we've never done this before. Now, had you thought about that? Did you have any guess as to what was going to be done? Or did you just forget about it and just No, I thought I thought maybe they would just stop the challenge if it got too dangerous, but they've done that before. So I I didn't give it too much thought after that yeah i thought maybe they were gonna like postpone it potentially or just delay it um but what they do is so all the tribes need to get a ladder off of the ocean floor retrieve a key bring that back to to the shore unlock sandbags land sandbags on a series of five targets win immunity and reward toolkit and fruit basket for first smaller toolkit and smaller fruit basket for second jonathan was unbelievable in this challenge I need to I need to apologize because um, I feel like in our season preview, I was like, oh, sure. Here's another guy. I think he's going to carry every challenge. Just another another one of these. Oh, yeah, I want to be like Ozzy. I want to want to be like Joe, whatever, buddy. But uh, yeah, this this was impressive. <laughs> he literally carries the challenge, carries a ladder on his shoulders by himself, then goes back basically carries other tribe mates through, through the ridiculous waves and current. I mean, they won in of absolute Straits? landslide Straits, it, as they call it. Yes. As, as, as us tennis, but I'd like to say he, they won in straights, like O and O double bagel straights. It was a huge blowout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when two of the three tribes can't even get their ladder up in the water and they're done with the challenge. Ridiculous. And that's when we get into the point where where Probst, you know, stops the challenge, and he has them just drag the the ladders to shore, and has either the dream team, the challenge practicers, some people from from production, um, in some form or another, go out and grab the keys, bring them back to the shore, and then they start basically on even footing at the get the ladder up to grab the sandbags and land them on there, which, you know, it it's fine. I don't know that one tribe necessarily like lost a lead from, from having that happen. They seem to both be kind of in the same position more or less. So from that standpoint, I was okay with it, but it could have been bad if, if like one tribe was a little further ahead, but I guess in that sense, if one tribe's on the beach, you're not going to stop the challenge at that point. So yeah, kind of no harm, no foul a little bit here. Yeah. And he asked them too, if it seemed fair when, they were doing it. it what, if they, what if they said no? <laughs> like too bad. Would you just say, sorry, we're going to do it anyway. I hope so. I mean, Tori, Tori's a negotiator, right? Or no, someone's a negotiator. I think it's Tori. Anyway, yeah, that sounds right. She can negotiate their way into a more, more fair outcome. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's save that for later in the season though. I'm excited <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, Man, now I'm gonna be upset that that what if it's not Tori, because because someone has like a negotiating something or other from like Harvard, I think. Yeah, I that see that one is not that one is not uh, ringing a bell with me. Okay, well maybe I'm completely wrong. If I am, 
this never happened. And if I'm right, I'll take the credit for it. Um, Ika and ends up getting second, sending our third tribe to tribal council. And as the great Mike Bloom pointed out on, on Twitter, this is the first time in a three tribe season that a different tribe has gone to tribal the first three episodes. So all three go. And he, nice. what, he pointed, like that. what he pointed out is that like 22 years in, there are still first to happen from like a natural gameplay standpoint, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. And that, do, that one doesn't seem like it would be all that hard to replicate, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it does, it does seem like a lot of the time it's just one tribe getting decimated, but I, it's surprising to learn that this had never happened before where it was just three different ones, three times. The other thing I'm not sure, and I'm not going to go look now is to how many three tribe seasons there have been. There've been two, there've been four. I get, I would guess. Or maybe. Ugh, yeah, that's true. That's there's probably not that I was going to say like eight to 10, but that seems like a lot. That's the one thing, but we can look, look yeah. that up later. Um, Taku then as the winning tribe gets to send one person from Vati to a journey, which wonder what that could be. And they choose Chanel and then they get to choose either one person from their tribe or from Ika to go with her. And they choose Omer from their tribe. Um, and Chanel and Omer get to journey, which is just the, sh the ship wheel. And Chanel is only talking about how she cannot lose her vote tonight. She has to leave here with her vote. In no uncertain terms, she has to keep her vote, Jared. Well, she did. That's what she tells her tribe. We'll get to that as well. A lot of we'll get to that. <laughs> that tribal council will have like all the talking points. Yeah. Um, uh, that. How different would this episode have turned out if it was any other two players that that went there? I'm not sure very much, but this was like, I don't know. A lot, a lot happened with these two heading there. Yeah. Cause then, and, and Omer and Chanel, they're kind of talking basically as you do, it's like, we don't want to intentionally screw over each other. If we can both leave here with something without hurting each other, which isn't going to happen. You're not going to both leave with something. Um, How about you both leave with nothing and it hurts both of you though. <laughs> That's great. You leave with less than you came. Yeah. Um, and, and so they get to the, the, the wheel and Omer's like, yeah, she all she was talking about is how she has to have her vote. She's going to play it safe tonight. I'll I'll risk it and take and take my extra vote. And then Chanel risks her vote. I don't I don't hate hate it in a vacuum, knowing how important your vote is. I don't hate the risk, but what a terrible terrible read she has it right was, here. I mean, it wasn't just a terrible read. That was like terrible logic, like to pretty much tell this guy like, hey, you can risk it and get an extra vote because I definitely need to keep my vote tonight. So it's like, of course, he's going to risk it. Yeah, so there's like, no other outcome for for him to do that. You go up there and risk it, too. <laughs> he was probably like, what? Yeah, when when he gets a when he gets to his next tribal and realizes yeah. he has no vote, he's gonna be probably not even pissed. He's just gonna be confused. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna make no sense. Yep, that was that was wild, and that has just complete 
reverberations around the the rest of the episode um and and at back at camp jenny is stressing out basically exactly for this reason she knows that if chanel has her vote then they're gonna be fine they're gonna be set if chanel comes back with no vote who the hell knows what's gonna happen um I, I mean, that that's really it. And we get a bunch of... So Mike and Jenny want to target Lydia. So immediately, they, they got to go. Can't, can't, can't have that. Not yeah, episode three. No. And then Lydia and Hi want to target Jenny. And Daniel wants to stick with Mike and Jenny. But with Mike not having a vote, Chanel possibly not having a vote, he might just switch to Lydia and, and Hi just to be on the right side of the numbers and not risk really screwing things up, which ended up happening anyway, but he's going to um, leave his options open. Yeah. And, and the logic is sound that as he goes states later on, why risk a tie this early when I could just vote somewhere else and, and avoid that. Um, and then they plan some like convoluted, like two, one, one vote split. This will happen so fast. I wasn't, someone's going to vote Mike. Someone's going to vote Jenny. They're both going to vote Lydia. I'm, but it, but it, I was it, hoping that you would be able to explain it to me. Bas- basically, it like hinged on like High and Lydia being duped into one of them voting for Mike. Yeah. Which, I mean, I kind of, I applaud their creativity, but it, um, oh, for two on that one. Yeah. And then, then High is is rightfully suspicious of Chanel and just kind of how how she's acting. Um, and then as we leave for Tribal, we get a classic quote from someone misreading everything when Chanel says, "I can drive the vote without even having one." That's how strong my social game is. Oh wow, I, I missed that, but that is incredible. What it's brilliant, brilliant editing. Yes, and it it basically screamed to me. It's not going to go her way. There's no way it goes her way, at least not smoothly. And then we get to tribal with with 20 minutes left. So you know something is happening, whether it's a shot in the dark play successfully or rocks or a tie and a revote and a, and a new tie. Something Something's going to go on. And um, dur- during the tribal, before the first vote, Chanel says this exact phrase, I played it safe. <laughs> literally those exact words there's a little more leading up to it like i went on a journey and but it's i played it safe and it, obviously she's not gonna say i risked my vote i may not have one but everything she's doing i mean she caused this it would it would have been hysterical if they went to rock and she went home because yeah. it would have been completely on her and she would have been yeah, just an all-time survivor moment. Sweet poetic justice would have been. It would have been incredible. Um, so th- they vote, and there's only four. There's only four votes. It's a two-two split between Lydia and Jenny. They re-vote, but Lydia and Jenny cannot vote, and neither can Mike, nor Chanel. So they come back, only two votes, and high high face facial expressions were top-notch. I've never seen someone more dialed in to what's happening. Like everything 
what he was on alert about everything. Yes. And he's just so confused. And then at one point he goes, where are the votes? And Probst goes, we'll get to that. Like <laughs> sure. incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, so as, as he explains, um, because people didn't have a vote in this situation, you need to reveal who you are because you won't have a say in what happens. So then Chanel and Mike have to reveal they did not vote. It's just Daniel and High. And I, I know that Chanel couldn't go home without going to rocks, but why didn't anybody point out that she caused this? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Cause I feel like Daniel took a lot of the heat. He took a lot of the heat. I mean, talk about an all time bad opening statement. When he, he says to too high, I want to get the ball rolling by saying, I really do not want to go to rocks. Yep. Well, he kind of lost, lost a bunch all, of leverage there. Gives up all the power in that instant, in the first sentence he's, he starts off with. So all I has to do is saying, okay, well, I'm not changing my vote. We'll, we'll go to rocks. That and th- is pretty much uh, what happened. There was a lot of yelling, a lot of back and forth. Kind of confusing. Daniel got a little frantic and tried to blame... Chanel basically saying he was voting on her orders more or less or voting in her interests. Um, Did you she, see that being true? No, I mean, not, I mean, yes and no. Yes, because it was like a group voting together, but it not know like she was forcing him into it. Yeah, I, I would, I would need to rewatch it to kind of really get what happened because it happened so fast and there was just a lot of back and forth. No one was really letting the other one get like a full explanation out i and think it, it was a little a little hard to track yeah and i mean he's definitely provided a lot of excitement so far he's <laughs> not nearly as good as i thought he was going to be though um in terms of entertainment value he's probably better yeah. than we thought yeah um but this is like she had already like she's so clearly in the wrong here. Like you don't need to like direct more of the blame. Like you don't need to make something up to get people to think she's wrong. She's just wrong. Yes. You, you think she was playing it up to kind of get the heat off of her. So when they go back to camp, she can blame Daniel for this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it, this, honestly, this conversation um like where they were trying to like he was trying to say oh no i got this from her and she's like no 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 like that's not how it that's not how it happened don't listen to him like here's what actually is happening uh if if any listeners have played secret hitler uh this (laughs) i had some real strong real strong secret hitler vibes going i i didn't make that connection but that's absolutely perfect it's just people a bunch a bunch of people yelling in disagreement yeah. with no way to prove no way to prove anything. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to vote. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's such a good comparison. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fantastic. Just, I'm, I'm not a fascist. You're a fascist. No, you're a fascist. I'm not a fascist. Just like, okay. And just because we say, say those things that has to be true. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, one thing I've never really thought of in this situation before is how crappy it's got to be being in the Lydia and Jenny situation right now. 
yeah like you everything like everything that would benefit the people deciding your fate means that you have to go yes and like you could sit there and plead your case but it, but when they're talking about like the good of the tribe is getting rid of person a it's like come on that, that's me <laughs> yeah. yep and they're saying yeah what's gonna leave the tribe try better off when we go back get back to camp it's like that that sounds so harsh just saying it right in front of them yeah and and especially being jenny where like daniel's like i'm not going to rocks and high is like i'm not changing my vote like she's like well if you put those two things together it would appear as if i am going to no longer be on this tribe yes and i don't blame Daniel one bit for kind of just caving and saying, I'll just agree with you. Because going to rocks this early when there's only one in we have a, a one in four shot of going home to rocks. Yeah. I I I I would probably do the same thing. I might put up a little more of a fight. I would hope I would to get my vote to go through. But I I know myself, I would probably cave first unless I got someone even more you know unwilling to go to rocks than i am but yeah i'm sure i would cave if it came if it came down to it now we don't i don't think we know a ton about high as a player right now but and, and i'm not sure if you want to just get to like the result of the vote or if you want to answer this question first but like what do you think of high as a player after watching this I like him. I I like how he handled it. Um, because he may not have been willing to go to rocks, but when Daniel says, I am not going to go to rocks, your only play is to say you'll go. Yeah. I mean, it's the, that's the aggressive smart play. Um, I'm, that's one thing where I'm a little confused where it's like, okay, like did that all go through his head? Cause he seemed kind of confused by a lot of this. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give him a hundred percent of the credit for recognizing that right off the bat and saying like, okay, Daniel's willing to, or Daniel doesn't want to go to rocks. Like this is, I have all the leverage now I'm going to do this. I, I think a decent amount of it was him just being stubborn. Um, and if that's the case, like to, to not even consider any other solution, I think might not bode super well for him long-term, but if this was like just purely like a power strategic play, then I would be pretty impressed. Yeah. I think we can make a better judgment after we kind of see some of the fallout, but he probably has an ally for the short term, at least in Lydia in like an unbreakable bond pretty much after that because he literally saved her and with Mike st still not having a vote most likely um, it's kind of like a, a, a tough two two and we could see with with Daniel I mean there might be some fallout from with well, Mike <laughs> and Chanel you look that, at that he you, might just Daniel flip. and Chanel are probably not voting together from yeah. now on. I mean, it easily could end up being a, a high Lydia Daniel versus Mike and Chanel. Yep. 
which yeah. is funny because just last episode, we were talking about how cool it was that it seemed Daniel and Chanel were so close and we didn't see that in the premiere. Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah, this is new. There, uh, there were kind of like a few, there was three distinct duos on there. It just seemed like an unlikely pairing. Um, well, we didn't that, see anything until episode two. We were like, oh, yeah, well, I had to tell Chanel. She's my, my number one. It's like, oh, yeah. well, would have been nice to see that, but that, that, that's cool. Um, but Jenny ends up going home. She is the collateral damage from Chanel. That's literally what it is. She had just done what she told Omer she was going to do. She yeah. would have had her... her her wish and, and Lydia would have gone home. So that's that, but I'm really curious to see for next week. The, the, the Mike should not Mike, but the Daniel Chanel kind of fall out and see how they both try to try to play it. Um, Cause I mean, hi and Lydia, I mean, Lydia obviously has, they can't really come back and her at all and neither not. And they can't realistically or logically come after high for what he was doing. Um, so it, it's really just between Chanel and, and Mike against Daniel and, and how that goes. Yeah. I mean, this, we're like getting into this tribe as a disaster territory right now. Like there's going to be one strong Alliance. Mike is skeptical of Daniel. I'm sure they're both skeptical of Chanel after that. Chanel is skeptical of Daniel. Um, and there was such there's been such poor strategic decisions made by those three that like high in theory high and Lydia should be the minority but like they are stronger as two than the other two are or the other three are as three yeah um just a just a bizarre situation Made for made for great TV, but just absolutely bizarre. I loved it. Don't get me wrong, loved it. Yep, yep. Solid, solid episode. Um, I was, I was wondering what was going on when they started the immunity challenge that early. Um, this is gonna be like a double elimination episode. Like this is yeah, because like I said, they they skipped Ika completely from before the challenge and during the challenge and after the challenge. But usually before you get at least something, even if it's just a minute or two, you get something from all the tribes typically. Yeah. Um, so then, I mean, obviously you have to make time to explain stopping the challenge and like altering it. So there'll be a finish and then, yeah, everything that happened before tribal and everything that happened at tribal. So in hindsight, I can see why, they got it rolling so soon, but um, yeah, that it turned out better than I expected for sure. And and I'm I'm just I'm reading um, Dalton Ross's recap just to see if we missed anything. Um, just this has been a very short episode for us as well. Um, so in the in the tribal council, Daniel also um, was caught lying to what's his face high and Lydia before tribal about being on their side. So one thing we glossed over, he in one form or another betrayed everybody who's left. <laughs> that was uh, one of my favorite survivor quotes ever was 
when Dom and Wendell tried to pull something like this very early in Ghost Island and like their plan outed them as like trying to get Chris out of their alliance, which pissed off all their other alliance members. And then also everyone who wasn't in their alliance was like, wow, these guys are snakes. And uh, they're having a chat afterwards. And Dom says something like, we made enemies with everyone. <laughs> Which Wendell's is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, um, that one's just even more enforced when Chris takes everyone except for them to the well. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that was, uh, man, as uneven as that season is, there are so many great moments, just oh, individual fantastic. moments. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, Daniel, I guess to, uh, to a lesser extent, I, I feel like it's less obvious that he created all this friction, but um, still similar in a way. What's going to be super interesting, though, is if they go to the next tribal council and Mike still doesn't have a vote, because there's there's no time to really repair all the damages that have been, that have been done, I wouldn't think. So you've got Lydia and Hai, who by all accounts will vote together. Mike and Mike and Chanel, who will be together with only one vote. And then Daniel. I doubt either group is actively wanting to work with Daniel at this point. <laughs> but Hai yeah. and Lydia can pull him in for a 3-1 majority. Or Chanel and Mike can pull him in for 2-2. And But the thing is, if they do the same thing that happened tonight, Unless Daniel is like the target of a split, Mike won't be negotiating again because he, he can't vote. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, I mean, he could be in the same position where now everybody knows he's going to fold if rocks are on the table. Yeah. Yes. Correct. So I kind of hope that happens. I'm, I, wouldn't I'm hoping- I wouldn't mind if we just run this travel back next week. Well, it'd be great if we run it back, but it would also be really funny to see how it played out if, like, they all kind of stuck around until the merge, and then, like, what happens to all of them at the merge? I think at that point, I think High and Lydia, they're probably in it for a long time, if not if yeah. not till one of them is, is voted out. Um, one, they have nowhere else to go, and two, like, Lydia... Whether or not it's correct survivor strategy, she's going to feel indebted to him, I bet. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking for people to trust, I mean, it, there's it's hard to get more evidence that you can trust this guy than him going to rocks for you on day seven. Yeah, because even if he was bluffing, the part of the bluff is that someone might call you on it. And... And with and with that, you know, he, if Daniel said let's go to rocks, they they probably would have gone to rocks, even if Ty didn't really want to. But he put himself in that position, and it paid paid off. And he's he's still there. He's got he's got an ally for a good long while. Fan favorite Lydia. I really don't like though that I'm having to pitch Lydia and Mike against each other. It's not uh, not my favorite thing. Two two and, awesome people. And then, like also, Daniel is somehow not with either of them. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, the three people that that we all that we thought we would like 
just happen to not be on the same or they happen to all be on the same tribe and we'll be fighting against each other uh seeming seemingly one or more of them would not be going much farther but they've got to win some challenges that's for sure yeah yep i i need eco to lose i need i need more of that more of that dumpster fire yeah um well is that sorry i'm that's marianne's tribe with nope Mar- marianne jonathan omer and Lindsay Taku. okay i'm this is uh yeah the the names do not stick with me super well um, Here, Ika is uh, Roxroy, Romeo, Swathi, Tori, and Drea. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And we we got some great footage of Roxroy just bossing everybody around next. <laughs> yeah. Which seems like a huge red herring that if they go to tribal, he's not going to get voted out. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh... unless the red herring is a red herring, and they're doing like reverse. Double reverse psychology, and he is going to go home. I I don't think they have that. I don't think they do, but you never know. They're trying new things sometimes. Maybe double reverse psychology in the next episode preview is is in that is in that bag. Yeah, yeah. What are you? Uh, what are you like? What's the next thing that you're looking forward to happening on this season? Um, I'm looking forward to someone else massively misplaying Shipwheel Island. Okay. Cause that's, that's how it's, that's how that part of the show is interesting. When someone just fumbles so clearly and so in such a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I am looking forward to, um, Ika finding, Finding their beware advantage. That's who, what I was gonna say. Who That's... who do you want to find it on that tribe? Oof. Um. Ooh, man. Oh, Tori. Yeah, I was gonna say what's yeah. what's taking you so long. No, that's I. Uh, yeah, that was uh, too long, but. That would be the best possible outcome, but yeah, I just more so regardless of who finds it, I'm, I feel like that will kind of shift the direction of the season once that happens. So that could be like a new, I don't know, just like a new thing that comes into play um, for the for the foreseeable future, but um, it'd be great if Tori found it. Yes, I think she's far and away or would far and away be the most interesting person to find it just from a how much fun is this going to provide for the audience? Um, I don't think she will play it the best. I think that's probably probably Swathy, I would say, would handle it the best based on what we've seen so far. Drea, by all accounts, is just going to tell everybody about it. Um, <laughs> Roxroy and Romeo... Romeo, Romeo don't, don't really have a good feel on what he would do with it. Roxroy would, I don't know what he, what he would do with it, but it wouldn't be anything that'd be, that'd be too fun. I don't think might be correct. Yeah. I don't know that I would like love seeing him deal with it. Tori though. It's not even close. There, there is no second option for, for most, most fun person to have it. Well, fingers crossed. 
What if it's a Harry Potter phrase, though? Do you think there's any possibility of that? No. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be great, but uh, what? Copyright? Can't We can't uh, get into any of that stuff, probably. I, I bet there's some wiggle room there. You can. I, I bet you can say the words Harry Potter or one of the houses or some, or one of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they at least something, I mean, give us, give us something to look forward to when these people have to say this stuff, but yeah. Uh, not, not inspiring much hope so far. No. Um, and we've also probably lost all hope that, <laughs> that Daniel can continue to convince Mike not to say his phrase. Yes. Also true. Also true. But I, I think that would have, and they they probably could have dragged a few more episodes of entertainment out of that, but um, not the worst thing in the world if that comes into play now. Yeah, but I, I do get the impression, though, that Mike is going to hold off on saying it until he hears both phrases. Um, but maybe maybe Daniel can get, can get back in his ear. Can him just never say it? Yeah. Yes. Well... Um, any other any other thoughts? And we kind of zoom through that, but up until the the ship wheel in tribal, not really anything happened too much in this episode. Yeah, I I guess I, I you'd think that if the episode is centered around strategy and gameplay more than like challenges and well maybe what we always spend our time doing is trying to explain what the advantage is <laughs> and uh that's what that's what gets the length out of out of these episodes but when we don't have anything confusing to go over and we can just talk strategy i we're getting to the point well we we also had nothing from ika to discuss there's a, a full tribe that we can just kind of speculate wildly on with no actual footage to to break down um and and the strategy seems to be pretty like straightforward in terms of what was done well what was done wrong it's not like we pretty much agreed on everything all the big points at least there's no debating back and forth of whether daniel did the right thing or chanel did the right thing or the smart thing or the logical thing they didn't in any in any in any 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 of those cases yeah yeah i guess the i and this would just be speculation too, but like the only other thing we could really talk about is who, like, who would you have picked to like, to go to Shipwheel Island and would you have sent someone from your tribe or would you have sent someone from the other tribe? But I, I mean, I think you want to send someone from your tribe yeah. that you trust. And that's obviously the ideal because wh whether they get something or not, you're going to get the information. And if you put it on yeah. the other tribe, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you you mitigate the risk of something bad happening to, to you, but you have no control or no then firsthand knowledge of of what it entails. Yeah, we agree on that too. Then, yeah. So. But I think it's it's kind of fun to to see how they decide which person on the other tribe to send when there hasn't been any or barely any kind of cross tribe um, moments. Because you're kind of just going off of, you only see them in challenges, and you don't get a lot of their personality. It's a lot of reading the vibe of the tribe. Um, actually, I think that's an episode title coming up. Maybe that's why I thought of it, the vibe of the tribe. Um, but reading how they're 
how they're acting, you know, who's maybe a little more standoffish. Who do you maybe want to get, get something to help them, something like that. But it is just kind of a crapshoot on who you pick. It seems like. Yeah. Well, that was quite the combo today. Yeah. I mean, it, it gave us this outrageous, ridiculous episode, which we can all be thankful for. Yep. I, yeah, I do wonder. Well, I feel like if Chanel acted the same way, I feel like it, it, it shouldn't have mattered who was there, Omer or otherwise, because anybody, unless you're the most timid player ever, or if someone went there who already lost a vote, who's just going to protect no matter what. Yeah. Anyone's going to choose risk. Cause like, yeah, you're, you're playing the odds. You might not win, but the, the odds are incredibly stacked in your favor based on the info you have at hand. Yeah. So, but we're kind of, we're kind of beating that point point to the ground. I don't know how much more we can say on that. <laughs> I do. I am going to check real quick. Um, if I can find Chanel's Twitter page just to see if she addressed anything about this, which I knew her last name. Oh, there she is. Um, no, nothing, nothing. No, just, I mean, a few tweets, but nothing about her, her thoughts or anything behind what she did or whatever it might be. But, so that's not like a violation of their rules commenting on what happened as long as it's like after what happened on TV, like once the information is public. As far as I know, um, I, I think you can. Yeah, you can. You can talk because like it's it'd be no different than when Jenny go go. I guess it would be because she's out of the game at this point goes on like a her exit interviews. Um but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen people, and maybe I'm mixing up international versions with Survivor, with the U.S. versions, um, where they've said, oh, I was thinking about X in this moment. Or like, you know, this player told me this. That's why I did that. Something like that. Um, I, I think Survivor's gotten a little more lenient on that. But it also helps drive engagement and interaction and everything. So I think it's probably smart as long as you have hard guidelines or of what they can and cannot reveal in terms of where they're at in the game. But I would think anything that's, that's happened is fair game to talk about. Yeah, that would, that would be a good reason for me to, to follow on Twitter then. But Lydia is, is a good reason to, to follow on Twitter. She's incredible. Um, well, her, her name on Twitter is Lydia. <laughs> I can't say without laughing. Lydia Chlamydia. Wow. Bold. Yep. Um, and when she on the premiere, so th- this is this is old news to anyone who'd already been seen it. Um, she says, oh shoot, where'd it go? Gotta find it. Gotta find it. Gotta find it. Um this is really great, great content right now. Oh, there we go. I actually think I have the biggest, fattest, juiciest ass in Survivor history. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible stuff. Um, My Twitter is an art museum. It's all subjective and you won't understand it all, but I'm having a great time watching the discussions. (laughs) I think uh, every episode for the rest of the season, we should at least 
dedicate 30 seconds to a uh, to a Lydia tweet. I am all in on that. Um, last week, <laughs> literally going to make out with everyone that makes fan cams of me, start lining up. Her own, own, her own reply to that, y'all bitches so horny, as you should be. <laughs> it's just, um, I think you all understand by now that I literally have one brain cell and she's always working overtime. Nice. Uh, what does she have for tonight here? Um, that's also from like the last week or so. Tonight, tonight, let's see. Not the West Side Story song tonight. Um, also, like me being on Survivor is literally so random. Everyone from my past is probably like her. I'm crying. <laughs> her? And then yeah. um, someone tweeted about her that she then replied to. The, the tweet to her is going to have my, my <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gonna have my tits out tonight exclusively for Lydia Meredith. You better have your tits out too. <laughs> and she said, Lydia Chlamydianators rise, tits out and, and shake some BFJ ass. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh man. Strong following. Yeah, this this is a this is a new a new segment. I think I think we're definitely not the first show to talk about um survivor social media but obviously <laughs> it's a winner i think every season we need to pick one person maybe two that we just highlight their their social interactions and mm-hmm. in their um inclusions to the enjoyment of the season and it's obviously her she's incredible that'll be a recurring segment going forward absolutely uh, but yeah i think that'll that's probably run the course for this week unless there's anything that you've come up with to go over no no we could talk about terry kill some more but we could we'll oh see. yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's not discussion for another show maybe um yeah. yep that's episode three another winner um hopefully this is a sign of things to come and not just lulling us into a false sense of comfort but only time will tell but i think we're in for a good season based on how they or i should say a fun season strategy seems to be lacking a little bit um, good so far, so good far. strategy, but hilarious strategy is absolutely firing all cylinders. Um, yep. We'll see if that can can continue next week. Uh, be sure to subscribe, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen, and if you can toss us a rating and review, we really do appreciate that. Chris and I are still going strong on the Australian Survivor recaps. That's got two weeks left. We will be off next week. Chris is on a work trip; probably won't be able to watch the episodes and if you can won't be able to record so we'll be back the following week to recap the two we missed plus the finale week so big things coming for the blood versus water season there that's been a lot of fun we'll have a lot to say on that i'm sure and jared and i will be back next week for episode four and you can be sure to follow us on twitter at llama talk pod on instagram at talking llama pod for jared sundin this is matt hambridge and we'll see you next time for another scoop of crispy